Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Wisdom Wednesdays. Today, I want to talk about nutritional status of different types of diet. So in order to do that, I'm going to talk about a study that was released uh, last year in the journal Nutrients, and the title of the study is pretty self-explanatory, Nutrient Intake and Status in Adults Consuming Plant-Based Diets Compared to Meat Eaters, a Systematic Review. So systematic reviews, as some of you may know, um, give us a better quality of evidence. Um, and you, you've heard me talk before about observational studies in nutrition and how they're pretty low quality evidence. But then when you do a systematic review, you get higher quality evidence. And, and what they did is they looked at 141 different studies. Most of them were from Europe, uh, North America, and Southern and Eastern Asia. And they looked at the nutritional intakes uh, of people having a, a normal diet, i.e. an omnivore diet, eating meat, and then others with vegetarian and vegans and variations thereof. And they looked at a whole host of different nutrients and, and their status in these people. And what they found, that the main difference when you talk about macronutrients, so the fat, the carbohydrates, and the protein, uh, was that proteins were lower in vegetarians and vegans. Now, they did point out that it was within the recommended values, uh, but they used a cutoff for this of 10% of energy, which I think is way too low. And this this kind of aligns with the, the old intakes of protein being at 0.8 grams per kilogram. They were set 50, 60 years ago. Lots of research now is saying they're way suboptimal and should probably be double that, right? So protein intake um, was low. I think it was too low in the vegans and the vegetarians. Uh, however, they say it's with, within those limits. But let's now uh, jump into um, some of the other nutrient status. So they looked at a whole host of different uh, nutrients and they found that meat eaters um, were at a risk of having lower amounts of fiber uh, and in marginal amounts of polyunsaturated fatty acids and alpha-linoleic acid as well as folate vitamin D, vitamin E, calcium, and magnesium. Uh, so if you have a look at some of those things, the alpha-linolenic acid, that is a an omega-3 fatty acid. It's an essential fatty acid, um, but uh, it is probably less important than the other two uh, omega-3s, which are um, EPA and DHA. And in terms of the polyunsaturated fatty acids, I'd have really loved if these guys had done the ratio of omega-3s to omega-6s because that is really, really important for your health and much more important than just looking at levels of polyunsaturated fatty acids or omega-3s alone, right? Um, but implications for meat eaters, I think the takeaway here um, is to eat more fiber uh, and more vegetables, uh, particularly green leafy beans, which are high in folate. Um, the vitamin D, uh, look, I'm very skeptical of vitamin D from food because we know that's a very, very low component of our vitamin D. It's getting out and getting some sunshine. Um, so there's a balance to be made if you live in places like Australia. Um, but vitamin E and calcium and magnesium, Definitely things to be on the lookout for. So for meat eaters, it's about eating um, more uh, vegetables, particularly leafy greens. And, and I think 
pretty much everybody should be taking magnesium as a supplement. Um, now, I, um, to talk about the vegetarians and the vegans, and what they found is that they had low levels of vitamin B12, vitamin D. I've already talked about vitamin D. I don't think that's such a big issue. Iron, zinc, iodine, calcium, um, iodine markers in, in, in the blood, and also bone turnover markers. And their EPA and DHA were very low. And the vegans um, particularly had the lowest of everybody of B12, um, calcium and iodine intake. And that was reflected in lower iodine status and lower bone mineral density. Now, now this does correlate well with other studies showing, particularly with vegan kids, that they have lower height and have a lower bone mineral density. So we, we see the nutrient status is correlating with outcomes here. So I think the big take-homes here, if you're vegetarian or vegan, is um, you've got a supplement because um, some of those things are, are pr particularly the vitamin B12, the iron, the zinc, uh, EPA and DHA, they are hard to get from vegetarian foods. Um, so if you do have one of those diets, I think you got to supplement in those things, particularly your EPA and DHA. Um, now, a lot of vegetarians and vegans will say, well, I eat a lot of flax seeds and stuff like that. The conversion to EPA and DHA is really, really poor. Um, so it's about that, the usability of that stuff. So, um, Definitely, I think supplementing on B vitamins, iron, zinc, iodine, calcium, and, and the iodine actually you can get from just having iodized salt. So that's a very, very easy fix. The other ones are harder fixes and, and definitely um, taking a supplement, an algae, um, omega-3 fatty acid. Um, so obviously vegetarians and vegans don't want to be taking fish oil, but there's now very good omega-3s um, from algae sources. So they are very, very good um, ways of trying to correct that status. Now I want to skip and talk a little bit about kids and, and development. So, so my big concern, and it's not a criticism, it's a concern, um, is around kids having a vegetarian and a vegan diet. So we know that there are certain nutrients that are absolutely critical for healthy brain development. And, and you can go on to the, the Harvard uh, um, nutrition website. I'll put a link into it uh, and you'll see. So the ones that are critical for brain development, protein, zinc, iron, folate, iodine, vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin B6, vitamin B12, and especially omega-3 fatty acids. So why especially omega-3 fatty acids? Well, they are important for the cell membranes of every single cell in your body, but they are especially important in brain cells and retinal cells. And they're also important for the heart, um, your immune system, and your endocrine system. And as I said, the conversion of ALA, alpha-linoleic acid, to DHA and EPA is very, very poor. And it's especially uh, DHA, which is critical for the brain. So we know that 50 to 60% of your brain weight is comprised of fit lipids or fats. 
And about 40% of that is DHA. So it is so, so important for brain development. So let's have a look at, at, at those diets again and, and were particularly um, they are struggling in terms of brain development. So for the meat eaters, um, they had reductions. And I'm talking about the, the ones that I just mentioned. They had low levels of folate and vitamin D. So making sure that you're getting out and getting enough sunshine and um, having enough foliate, I think, is really, really critical for the meat eaters. They're the things they need to worry about. Whereas with the vegetarians and the vegans, they were low in protein, zinc, iron, iodine, vitamin D, vitamin B12, and omega-3 fatty acids. Um, so for me, um, this has massive implications. I personally do not believe, and this is just an opinion, that children should be vegetarian or vegan um, because it is a massive, and I'm talking here from the point of view of a neuroscientist and nutritionist, not from the point of view of ethics, right? So let's get that very clear, that if kids are having that vegan or vegetarian diet, they are at serious risk uh, for poor brain development or insufficient brain development. And we got to remember that brain development is not done by the time they come out of the womb. Brain development goes on uh, until their early 20s. Uh, so that, I think, has has got massive implications. Now, some people will say, well, well, I'm supplementing and I'm going to supplement and all those things. We know that supplements are suboptimal. Yes, they are helpful, but they are suboptimal when it comes to um, compared against real food intake. So, so for me, that is the concern. But if you're children, you are wanting to raise your children, you're insisting on them being vegetarian or vegan, absolutely have to supplement around protein, zinc, iron, iodine, vitamin D, vitamin B12, and especially omega-3 fatty acids. Now, when we're on the subject, as we're on the subject of kids, I, I want to talk about another trial um, that looked at um, more than 1,700 women in the UK, New Zealand, and Singapore um, who were planning to, to conceive, and they found that 90% of them um, were lacking in nutrients. And, and, and many of those nutrients were the ones that, that I just mentioned uh, and, and for critical for healthy fetal development. So this is a real concern these days is that we know with us eating more ultra-processed foods, they are crowding healthy foods out of the diet. And then mothers who are trying to conceive are nutrient depleted and lots of those nutrients that are, are critical for healthy development overall of the fetus, um, but especially of healthy brain development. And then I want to talk about another study, which I will, I will send a link in, which is, is, is tied up with all of this, um, which is again published in the journal Nutrients, and it is Maternal Nutrition and Neurodevelopment, a scoping review. And, and, and basically the high level um, overview of this was that they concluded, and I'm going to quote from them, we concluded that inadequate nutrient intake during pregnancy was associated with brain defects, um, um, including diminished cerebral volume, spina bifida, alteration of the hypothalamic and, and hippocampal pathways, and then an increased risk of abnormal behavior and neuropsychiatric disorders such as autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, schizophrenia, anxiety, depression, as well as altered cognition, visual impairment, and motor defects. 
Now, now, clearly, that is a continuum of different things. And, and again, there, there is a, a spectrum from all the way to from, from moderate to severe. But we have seen incredible increases in autism spectrum disorder, ADHD, anxiety, and depression in children and teenagers. And I think it is very, very, very strongly tied to both the diet of the mother um, when, when there's pregnancy and also the diet of children. And we know that children eat way more ultra-processed foods than adults do. So for instance, data from the United States shows that American children and teenagers, 66% of everything they eat are ultra-processed foods and drinks. And that's not only bad for the, the shit that's in that food, but it crowds out of the diet all of these healthy foods that have these critical nutrients for brain development. And if they're not getting it, they're at massive risk for all of those disorders that I just mentioned. So hopefully that all makes sense as I tried to weave it together. But I think the big take home here is that we need to drastically improve our diets. And, and when it comes to brain development, and vegetarians and vegans need to be particularly aware of things and, and that we need to be very, very aware of what we put in our kids' mouths because if they're not getting a good diet, they are at massive risk of brain um, problems and a whole heap of neurodevelopmental disorders. That's it for this week. Catch you next time.